Hi, um, this is episode six. Uh, I'd like to uh, take this moment to thank the uh, few people who have been listening to uh, the audio. You know, I don't do it with other people. I just do it with myself. Um, I have a lot of friends that I talk to for advice. Um, but in terms of like why I'm doing this, I'm really just doing this, uh, first of all, for potentially like a little self-therapy, but I'm also hoping that if I can tell a story and then put it out there, uh, put a, you know, like a, a potential lesson or meaning at the end of it, that maybe some of the things that I've gone through and some of my struggles will have been worth it on some level. And um, in particular, you know, if you are of mixed race, that you don't feel alone. If you could listen to this and uh, think back on a story that is pretty similar to your own, or you know, if this could uh, provide some sort of additional spin, it's just something that uh, some other perspective that you haven't heard of before, uh, then by all means, you know, I want this to be something that is storytelling, but also something that you can, you know, receive some benefit from, if at all. And if not, then it's just an entertaining story, and then I'm just practicing being a more entertaining storyteller. So uh, hopefully you get something from it. It doesn't have to be that you have a mixed-race background, but uh, maybe it's just a peek into what someone of mixed-race background could potentially be going through. Um, and yeah, these stories are not just of my own, but... There are many, many people going through very similar struggles in their own ways uh, if you're coming from a mixed race background. So uh, hopefully this brings a lot of understanding and uh, light and compassion to those people who are going through what they're going through. Um, and if you don't identify, then it's just it's just storytelling and um, and it's potentially interesting. I'm not sure, uh, but. I'm hoping that this is all in, in good uh, faith, that I share a story and uh, however you receive it, hopefully it's of a positive light. Uh, I only mean it to be positive and I only try to take stories that happen to my life and make it a positive ending, some sort of positive story at the end of it that I, I learned later throughout my life that, oh, that moment you know, that was actually a life-changing moment, um, even if it felt hard uh, at the time. So tonight I want to talk about uh, my college admissions essay. Uh, it's it's a, a part of my life that I, I revisit in my head often because I feel like that moment could have gone so many ways. And for whatever reason, whatever... Uh, awesome person that was in my life at the time. Uh, depending on the timing, um, I feel like I, sure, I, I worked hard at it, but I feel like I also had really good people around me. So um, I'm definitely a firm supporter of people who are in the public education system who are, you know, trying to get across to the students, trying to reach out to them, trying to re-energize them. Um, and just putting in their, their good faith work, 
even if they aren't paid well and there's a structure and a system that they have to work around, they're still trying to get to the students and they're trying not to be jaded. Um, so this goes out to a very special English teacher that I had when I was uh, in high school uh, who did this program. So um, this was senior year of high school and I remember my English teacher was a shorter, sort of rounder man, uh, but full of light, full of energy, full of passion uh, for what he did. Um, he was of Spanish background. Uh, and I think that definitely, you know, he was really educated in the classics and and all kinds of literature, but I think the fact that he came from a different background himself really informed how he spoke with his students. Um, and I felt like I, I saw myself in him in some ways, um, in that passion and that trying to understand other people and having compassion for others. If we ever had a problem, we could go to him and just be a person. You know, he wasn't just a teacher. Um, so one of the first assignments we had in the school year, you know, he was like, I could, listen, I could give you another boring book report to do. You've done tons of them in your high school career at that point. Um, but why don't we do something that you're actually going to benefit from? Let's, let's work on your college admissions essay. Uh, pick a topic. Uh, we'll give it a month and we'll craft it in these classes. And by the end, hopefully you have something that you can proudly submit uh, with, your, with your admissions applications. At the time, I mean, I was not very confident about how I was going to perform in college or if a college even would want me. It was sort of like, I'm this little person and then there's like colleges. There's like huge looming like colleges. Uh, and I, you know, I, I did fairly well, you know, I definitely felt like I was more of a creative type person than, you know, a book smart person. I, I did the best that I could, but I still had, you know, I had a varying degree of, of teachers in my life that were invested or not invested depending on the teacher. So that's why I say like, it's public education. So some, some teachers phone it in and some teachers really give it their all. And I felt like I really lucked out with the English teacher that I got. So I wasn't sure what I was going to write, but I really wanted to add some musicality to it. I wanted to add, um, you know, definitely stories from when I was growing up in New York to then moving out to California and that whole identity crisis, um, an identity crisis and, you know, living in predominantly uh lower income class uh, neighborhoods, but I was tiny. And then when I got to middle school, I lived in an affluent Jewish community. And then, uh, you know, moving to California, then I was in a predominantly Asian community uh, with uh, affluence ranging uh, from white people to Asian people to whoever. And I, and I still had the, the friends who, you know, had the families that were struggling and trying to just make sense of it. So being a person who uh, bounced around uh, school systems uh, because of various reasons in my life, not that I was a bad student, but just the, the adults in my life sort of shifting and 
needing different places or spaces. I sort of was just a tag along and, and I feel like the adults in my life's narratives. Uh, I, I saw a lot of things. And so what I wanted to bring to my essay, I got really excited. I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about New York and I'm going to talk about having certain goals and dreams. And, uh, at the same time, not coming from, you know, a family that could completely support all of my dreams. So what was I going to do to, in myself, to be super motivated and really go for it? And I wrote this really long essay about how, you know, my dream had been to like move to the big city of New York and uh, really, really make it, uh, you know, even given, you know, how I was growing up with uh, a mom that was struggling financially and working three jobs and doing all kinds of stuff, um, creating her own narrative of what it was to be uh, an Asian immigrant in America at the time. And, you know, as a mixed race daughter, like, who do I, what are my role models? Who am I looking towards, uh, you know, struggling with that kind of stuff and really feeling like uh, high school and getting admitted to a college would mean, uh, bringing out my full potential, really seeing a bigger world and really getting educated and being really excited about the world. So I wrote this really, you know, what I thought was a beautiful, elegant uh, thing for, you know, <laughs> you know how elegant can, can, can writing be at in your senior year of high school. But I thought it was like one of the best things I, I had written. I was really proud of working on it and, and going through the struggles of my memories. And I remember giving it to my teacher to read and and he was like, Crystal, this is amazing. Like, this is something I haven't read before. And it really feels like you you really got into the meat of your stories. And I really felt like I was I was there uh, seeing the struggle that you saw. And um, yeah, I feel like someone reading on the other side um, of a college admissions essay process if they read this story along with your grades, I feel like they'd really get a sense that you're a person who has seen a lot at a young age and yet you're still really fighting for something else to happen in your life. And then, you know, I would definitely say if you're that, if you're a teacher in that, in that really, um, that space that is like a kid could go any direction, you know, they are grown enough where at 15 they could rebel and, you know, go their own separate journey from like, you know, screw school, like I don't, I'm not going to get what I, I need from school or like, wow, from school, I'm really going to, I can craft myself, you know, there are people on the other side that I can trust, I can, I can give of myself and uh, study as hard as they ask me to and I will receive some benefit from it. You know, sometimes kids that come from difficult childhoods, they, they really need to hear that there are other adults outside of their world that see the world differently and they see the world in a more positive light. And there's there's more on the other side. There, those teachers are so in, incredibly important to a kid's life. So I thought, like, yay, I, I cracked this nugget, you know, like I, I have a shot at going to college, maybe. Maybe someone, you know, will accept me. Um... And then she said, do you mind if I showed this writing to one of your uh, other uh, classmates who's struggling with inspiration about what she should write? Um, and I said, sure. Like, I mean, it was 
kind of flattering that a teacher would say, hey, like, can I take this and, you know, show it to somebody else? And um, at the time I said, yeah, of course. So, you know, he asked her over and she's just really sporty girl, really uh, young, fit. I think she was like playing like softball and soccer at the time. She was in, she was definitely in with the, the, the cool kids. Um, so she read it and, uh, you know, I thought like she's in student body, uh, she's in, a this, the student body council and she's got all these friends and, you know, I wonder what, what she would say about this. Like what struggles would she share about, about something? Maybe, maybe there was a, a moment to connect with someone that was so outside of, you know, she was, um, if we bring race into it, you know, she was white, she blonde um you know she definitely came from an affluent family and it just showed and and how she exuded herself so um she read this thing and I felt like I was just burying my soul out there and she finishes and she says you know like well this is like such a good story this is such a good story and you know I feel like you know this is, this is what I'm, I'm trying to say to myself. Like, I don't feel like my life had any struggles like this. Like, I don't feel like I went through enough stuff where, like, I have something interesting to write. You know, that's my struggle. Like, my struggle is that I didn't really have struggles. Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what to write. And I think in that moment, I thought to myself... I don't, I don't know what her life was like. I don't, I don't get it. So, you know, even when I lived in a predominantly Jewish community in New York, there was always the conversation of like, what the Holocaust meant to that community. And, you know, there was always a conversation in New York about a type of struggle that someone went through in order to come out on the other side um, and, and make something of themselves and, and, you know, like what a struggle meant to them. And so when I met a person who was completely devoid of struggle, who, uh, had had a life of, of a type of privilege that I call normalcy, um, where if you don't come from a type of broken family where your, your parents didn't get a divorce or, uh, you didn't have to experience some sort of foster situation. Uh, I, I think that there was a, a there was a, a a beauty and a cleanness in that experience that I really, for years after that experience, and I went to college on that ex essay, and you know, there's there's a lot of people that I met afterwards, but I I always remember back to that that one girl who who just seemed so like beside herself that she didn't have anything interesting to write to to craft a story about herself and uh it was it was really interesting it was eye-opening and it it gave me a moment at 16 that told me you know 16 17 going on 18 you know um it it told me that I in order to be a type of person in the world who um, yeah 
it, it was an interesting moment. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm having a moment right now. It was the, it was the type of moment that told me that I'm not going to have that experience at 15, but if I go to college and I work and I, and I do a lot of the legwork that of what it means to be uh, an immigrant parents kid uh, to show up in you know the American society as it's set up. If I if I could overcome a lot of the struggles that I know I can feel are in my horizon, I can palpably feel like even if I go to college, college is going to be a struggle for me. Going into the working world might be a struggle for me, but if I do a good job, if I work hard, if I motivated and educated and, you know, and I just experience all the things um, and I can bring a lot of value to a company and, or make something that is of my own accord, you know, now that I'm older, I, t I thought to myself that my kid could potentially be her. You know, like if I do a good job, I could set up, I could provide a type of life where my kid could say, I don't, I don't know what that struggle feels like. I don't like, I don't get it. Um, and looking back, I don't know if, you know, I don't know what my life would look like had I not had that struggle. Like so much of who I am today is defined by the struggles that I went through to come out on the other side to be the person I am today. So um, what I would say to, you know, that, that blonde white girl that uh, read my essay and didn't really understand the, the facets of, of race, of economic class struggle, that stuff that I wrote in that essay, uh, you know, at, at 16 and 17, what I would say to her is that, like, um, for years, that moment has haunted me, uh, but but now I think it's an empowering moment where I can think to myself, if I do a, a great job, if I really show up in my life and I work hard and I provide a type of life potentially for a future kid of my own, that, that kid could grow up and think to herself, I don't really know what these what these struggles are that some people talk about. I don't really get it. Um, and I think that that was a moment that really I look back on and back on and it kind of inspires me to uh, create a really amazing life uh, and a home and all kinds of things for a potential kid to say, um, yeah, my parents just did the legwork, you know, like, my, my grandmother came to America. That was a type of legwork. My parents did all kinds of legwork to make a stable life for me. And I just have to decide what I want to be in this world. And all roads are open. You know, all things are possible. Um, and I don't have this emotional weight that potentially like my mom and my grandmother had when they were coming through. I think that if I do have a kid, that kid is going to have their own narrative to go through because I think as a mixed race person, you, you have your own narrative no matter what, you know, like 
uh, every type of identity then defines your experience and when and whether you're aware of it or not as a mixed race person whether you're aware of it or not things in life just start happening and uh, that's why it's important to craft stories for yourself of how you believe you are in the world make it as honest as possible so you're not lying to yourself but for me my story the closer I get to my true story the more I feel grounded and um, in the positivity that I can have in the rest of my life and the kind of life that I can create and I can look back and say this is where I came from this is what happened in my life for me to get to this point in my life so um, every story defines that next moment um, I'm really looking forward to my future instead of looking back and feeling stuck in my past but people in my past like that that white blonde girl they're they're stakes in the ground for me of me realizing that I there's a moment um, and uh, there is this college essay, this vehicle that's going to get me to that next level. But as I get to that next level, I'm, I'm looking in the rearview mirror, remembering people like that who told me that there was a bigger and better world out there. And her existence, her mindset of life uh, made me realize that there was more that I could put into my family lineage's future if I worked hard and I got really wise about the choices that I made. So to that girl, I've completely forgotten your name at this point, but uh, I'm sure you're living a great life because you were living a great life even before I met you. But, um, you know, I, I put it out there as like a, a gratitude that I you were able to read my essay and have a very interesting perspective, interesting to myself, very uh, middle to upper class experience of reading my essay and saying like, my life is kind of boring. I, I didn't realize my life was kind of boring so that I could hear that and say, what's a boring kind of life? I, I wonder what that is. And to investigate it further and see that if I wanted that kind of life for a boring kind of life, which is such a weird thing to crave, but I think if you come from a broken family, you crave a sort of normalcy, you know? So a part of me craves a kind of normalcy, but now, you know, now that I'm 31, I realize the normalcy that I create is mine to create. It is up to me to craft that. So in short, if you take nothing else away from this, uh, you know, think back in your life, think back at a time that you creatively made something or did something, someone gave you a reaction that you weren't quite uh, happy with at the time, try to reframe it for yourself, try to think to yourself, you know, how is it that I can put this so that it fuels uh, my creativity, and it puts me in the right state of mind to create more things. Um, how can you thank the people in your rearview mirror? How can you think about that moment and say uh, that you didn't define my life? You made it a little bit more interesting. You made, you gave me some color to go and uh, to investigate that further. Um, and not to crave that lifestyle. Like, I don't crave this, um, this girl's lifestyle that she had. 
Uh, maybe at that moment I did, but as an adult, when I look back, what I was craving was um, that moment to be able to say, I, and I think it's in every immigrant's or immigrant adjacent story, um, where you just want, you dream of a, of a life for yourself and you put it out there because you've met someone who is in that life and you find it so interesting that someone could feel so bored and a little in a bit of a way, but in a, in a, in a holistic wellness, there's a, there's a thing that they're in that is so beautiful that you're just like, Oh, I wonder what that is. Um, and I want to investigate that further instead of that moment injuring or depleting my energy. So, um, I thank that teacher, uh, for, for creating this defining moment, for creating time and space for, for kids to really put their best foot forward with college. Uh, because that's, I'm pretty sure that that's how I got accepted into college. Like when I sent that essay, I felt like a million bucks. I really felt like, um, you know, how do, how do, you know, how do grades define a kid? I don't really, I still don't really understand. You can clearly show that you are proficient in the things that adults give you to learn and you can regurgitate that thing back uh, efficiently. But I think it's the story and the narrative that a, a student can tell that really helps to contextualize that those data points of, you know, a GPA and classes taken and, and clubs and, and all that stuff. So uh, I'm really grateful for all those things and I put that out there as a story. So I know that it ran a little long. I'll try to keep it a little shorter next time, but hopefully that was entertaining for you to listen to. And uh, if you have any stories or messages about this, uh, you could just message me on SoundCloud and I'll find it. So thank you very much and have a great night. Bye-bye.